Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I wonder why it happens like that, that sometimes the beginning of the recording is garbled, and I've got to stop it. It's something that's happened recently. It's just It's kind of at the very beginning, and you guys may have noticed something that starts a little bit later. Morgan uh, or somebody, a music guy, may know why that is. It's just interesting. I don't, I don't get it. But that's neither here nor there, Alice. You know what I usually do on, on Sundays as the day grows into night? Mm-hmm. What do I, from memory, usually recite? Much Ado About Nothing? Correct. Or or some such Shakespeare work. Mm-hmm. Typically, that's normally what you do, yes. Why are you stopping? Something wrong? I may chance have odd some. I may chance have some odd quirks and remnants of wit broken on me because I have railed so long against marriage. In other words, I've been against marriage my whole life, and even me, Alice. Even I, even I was uh, up until thirty-seven an unmarried man. So true. So true. The apple of so many eyes of women, obviously, but alas, none could fell me. <laughs> I felled you. You felled me. <laughs> I have railed so long against marriage, but doth not the appetite alter? A man loves the meat in his youth that he cannot endure in his age. Shall quips and sentences and these paper bullets of the brain awe a man from the career of his humor? Do I know what that means? Nope. Nope. (laughs) No, the world must be peopled. When I said I would die a bachelor, I did not think I should live till I were married. Here comes Beatrice. By this day, she's a fair lady. I do spy some marks of love in her. The world must be peopled, Alice. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? Uh, people need to have babies. Okay. And that brings me to a situation here. 
Oh, first of all, I hope we're all good over our fight last week, right? Yes. Good. And we made up and it was lovely. The only thing better than me and Alice's um, fights are our makeups. So true. I think so, don't you? Yeah. So here's this thing. Um, <clears throat> I don't like babies. You know you know that, right? Generally speaking, I don't find yes. them to be entertaining generally. Generally, especially like little things. That, you ugh. like yelled at Sally in her first 24 hours at our house, I'm pretty sure. We can keep some stuff buried deep. <laughs> don't have to unearth everything. It was self-defense because she was screaming a jihadist. Uh, curse at me. Ah, 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 ah. Remember that? And she wouldn't mm-hmm. stop. She was just screaming and screaming and screaming. That was unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. That's one of the reasons I am not a baby person. <clears throat> the crying? Yeah, in the screaming, the grating noise. It's awful. And what's the positive about it? Like, what, what, what? It stops? And then my favorite is then, is then Alice then to shut the baby up in the car will put on static and blast that. So now I've got a it, competing annoyances. <laughs> You're to dr- ride alone this time. <sighs> well, we only have one working car right now, so. Yes. And if anybody has a quick know-how and <laughs> tools to fix a Volvo for spots, we are looking for it. Not a good Volvo, an old Volvo. <laughs> How did I get in the Volvo trap? All right. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Every, so, you know, so so I look better now than I did last year at this time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a fat, but less fat. Yeah. Sometimes you make the mistake these days of even saying sometimes I look borderline handsome. I think you do look handsome, right. yes. And and I appreciate, like I've talked about this, I've been criticized on other podcasts about talking about women being beautiful. Uh, as a matter of fact, my kids came at me the other day saying that I had beautiful women on my Instagram feed. And if I do, it's not, well, well some might be on purpose, but it's not, I, I'm not like, a. it's not my thing for Instagram. But so here's the thing. I appreciate beautiful women. I think they're they're beautiful and great. I like I I love women. I do. Mm-hmm. Um I believe you. Yeah. Yes. Obviously. I I and I I I love they're they're odd animals to me. And <laughs> I dig them and I like the the when they're beautiful it makes it very interesting as well. And I'm not saying I'm not I'm not cheating on Alice. I'm not hitting on Alice. I've not I have no affairs going. I have no office uh girlfriend i have no nothing i've got nothing mm-hmm. like that i think the the deepest it gets is is like married republican women sending notes about board of head meetings that's it and i would never do any of that stuff and i mm-hmm. am i have i have hit the lottery if, as far as i'm concerned of wives and i'm i'm very thrilled and excited and you leave me really wanting for nothing although yeah, so I mean, I, I unfortunately I don't I can't even get in the like. There's nothing. We've got a good marriage. I can't get into the like, it's on the rocks or like she's a cold fish stuff. Like nothing. That's true. You've really done a good job of getting ahead of the story. Like any avenue I could have into misbehaving, you really haven't given me anything because you're like, you're fun. I think that's why we got together. I think so too. Yes. I think we both like having fun. Yes, exactly. In all sorts of different ways. You know, what mm-hmm. nerdy history of this or that, or whatever it is. Um, I also don't like, and so today we saw a young lady who remind, who looked just like Supple, my mm-hmm. girlfriend of 25 years ago. 26 years ago now. 
and she looks just like her. And Supple was angry at me one time. Well, well which, when she dumped me, or right around the time that she dumped me, because mm-hmm. I had gotten fat. Because, <clears throat> of course, I had everything. I had a 19-year-old co-ed girlfriend, and I was... Uh, so, like... So then I thought, okay, so I've got that already. It's time now to get fat. So I just started eating badly and, and whatever because I wanted all of everything. So I got fat and Supple was very angry. She said, your face looks drawn and your looks are different now because I just ballooned up. Mm-hmm. And then like then like two weeks later, she invited me for lunch and we met at the public garden and she dumped me. Yes. And so- Poor Tom. Uh, poor Tom. And then I was on the- and then suddenly, now this is no good because now I'm really fat and single, and I lived in the city, in Boston, in Beacon Hill, and I like I couldn't run with the with the pros. I was way out of that was so I lost weight rapidly. I went nuts. I actually went on a diet of only chili, just insane. But, <laughs> but so anyway, so but that's how that happened. But there's a time. When you like when when somebody loses their good looks, my mother used to talk about all the time about the tragedy that was Cary Grant because Cary Grant was so handsome, and then I think he got a little older and a little pudgy, and she mm-hmm. like held it against him. She was angry at him. <laughs> well, we've got a situation now, Alice. With who? I'll tell you this: it is one of my girlfriends. Okay, not JLH. Don't you mention JLH. And I keep... How dare that person mention JLH. JLH was... I loved her. That was right around that time, as a matter of fact. I actually... Very... I don't want to talk about it. Yes, JLH was obviously... You, you were, Any red-blood American loved JLH. No. It has to do with... Although, this lady also has... In this specific instance... Has three initials. AOC. Uh, U.S. sanctions that were originally authored by Marco Rubio began and precipitated, certainly took a large part in the driving of populations to our southern border. Shortly after those sanctions, those broad-based sanctions... You're talking about Venezuela. Yes. Shortly after those broad-based sanctions were enacted, we started seeing uh, dramatic increases in these populations that were coming to our southern border. And so we have to address the root of these population movements. You don't and the think migration. she looks so good? No, hold on. The fact that she's blaming the border crisis on Marco Rubio, we'll, we'll, we'll walk right <laughs> past that. We'll walk right past that, and the and we're gonna walk past this absurdity too. You were quoted back in July saying you look forward to buying a union-made electric vehicle, but you buy, but you currently have a non-union-made mm-hmm. Tesla. UAW already makes some electric vehicles. Yes. So why wasn't that? Is it a problem with the the quality? Is it a problem with the style? Is the market just not there? Uh, no. The, our car was purchased uh, during the pandemic when travel, mass, before a, a vaccine had come out. So travel between New York and Washington, the safest way that we had determined was an EV. But that was prior to um, some of the new models coming out on the market that had the range available. Uh, but we're actually looking into trading in our car now. So we're looking into it and hopefully we will soon. You were quoted back in July saying. You OK, so she couldn't get the right kind of EV vehicle. because they Did all came out after COVID. You currently have a non-union. Which is right. a, I'm trying Tesla. to shut this off. Because it was before the vaccine came out. Vehicles. Yes. Why wasn't that? Is it a problem with the, I'm trying to stop the this. quality? Is it a problem with the style? Is the okay. okay. So yes, she couldn't. Do, she had to wait till the vaccine came out to buy a union made right. electric union, vehicle. She meant to, right? That's fine. Obviously, that's absurd. The problem is this, Alice. 
And I'm going to make this official. Mm-hmm. And this is no... I'm... I have diplomatic immunity, remember. Okay. AOC's lost her accreditation. No, I don't Alice, think, I think Alice, she looks fine. Alice? What's wrong with her? There's she a looks... difference between fine and perfectly hot, which she was. She's getting a little chubby, Alice. I don't think she's getting yes, a little she, chubby. Alice, when you're somebody with her gorgeous good looks, it doesn't take much. I don't think at the moment she, I can reasonably Alice, call anybody Alice, on the earth chubby. No, it's not a slur. Well, I'm saying she has, she has seeded her place with the elite. That's gone. It happens to everybody at some point. It ha- you know who it happened to famously? Who was the, who's the lady married to Michael Douglas? Oh, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes, Catherine Zeta-Jones around Zorro time. In the Zorro movie, was she was the most beautiful woman on the, the earth. In the face of the earth, correct. Yeah. And, and then she became... Very She's beautiful. She's still very beautiful. Yes, but the Zorro movie time was... I like her in that Coen Brothers The Zorro movie, movie time um, is it deserves... Intolerable The world it deserves to give her a... a Yes, but she's also not... She's not... The, everybody has that time. And the world owed her a, a standing also, ovation. Also, Kira Knightley in Pirates of the Caribbean was pretty much like the most beautiful or in, ever. Or in The Love Actually. Yeah, that's right around the same time. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Has she lost something off her fastball? I don't no, but she's. I mean, but but like, I, yes, she is lovely, and like like other people, like um, there's some people who are always always a minus and never end. Like um, who's the girl who played Princess Princess Leah's daughter or whatever? Went to Harvard. Natalie Portman. Oh, okay. Always beautiful, beautiful woman. Still a Princess beautiful Princess Leia's woman. mother, but yes, whatever. Yeah, still a beautiful woman, right? Mm-hmm. But never like the apex of apexes. So and it's, I think that what 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 this is, Alice, is she's been engaged to this beta dude for a long time. AOC has, mm-hmm. and I believe that this falls under the category that she has gotten the uh, message now, or has a biological feeling that the world must be peopled. You she think has she's gone. Pregnant? She has gone into wife mode, and. And that means she is being more amenable to baby mode. Maybe she's literally pregnant. You know. Maybe know. she is. Maybe she is. But I don't think she looks fat at all. She. It, it's not. She's not fat. She's just not what she was. <sighs> hey, I sorry had, that she hurt you like that. I had f- like four months in 1995 of being like really good looking, and I appreciated those months. And that was it. It happens. Everybody gets their time. It's gone. Sorry that AOC did this to you. <sighs> yeah. First page well, spear neck and now as, this. As, as my girlfriend said 25 years ago, I try to keep myself supple for you. I would think that maybe you would watch your weight for me. But I try to keep myself supple for AOC and see what I get. All right. So th- today started with some... Shocking note uh, news. It actually was the word of the day is outlier. Yes, outlier is the word of the day. Outlier. There was a poll that came out today, a Washington Post poll that shows Donald Trump. Washington Post, ABC. So this isn't like, you know, Erasmusin or uh, what's the pollster who had the totally different numbers than everybody else all of twenty twenty two. Yeah, he was smart. He was good because <laughs> he picked. I he, mean. He picked Trump to win, I think, and he was the only one, so he was like, okay, I'm going to just do freak polls from now on. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, 
there. So, yes, this is a Washington Post ABC poll. This is not uh, this is obviously like a mainstream creditable poll. Uh, has Trump up 10 points in a general election against Joe Biden, 52-42. Um, obviously, that's not what anyone on the left wants to hear. As Tom said, the word of the day is outlier. Everyone's outlier, outlier, outlier. That's true. It is an outlier. Um, so, But I think this is interesting, and I think it raises a really good point about polls and outliers and like what what you should be looking for well, in polls. Let because, me get you a little background okay. on that, Alice. Americans overwhelmingly say they are not feeling good about the economy and that the president is to blame. Just 30% approve of his performance on the economy, a career low, largely dragged down by pocketbook issues for families, like food prices that have risen 4.3% since last year, our poll showing more than 9 in 10 Americans rating them negatively. Voters across the country telling ABC News they are frustrated. Costs a lot more to buy a loaf of bread these days. We're all trying to survive. We can't even work two jobs at this point and try to make it. I don't think that anybody is really paying attention to the working man. Would you be willing to say, Alice, that... Food prices are a kitchen table item. Yeah, I would say so. I'd say they're the literal kitchen table item, right? And you and I were talking about this in the car because, you know, for weeks, months, really, Democrats have been trying to say, like, no, but actually the economy under Biden is really good and people just aren't listening because there's so much fear mongering on the news and all this stuff. And whenever you're in that position, you're already in a losing position. Yeah. But also, like, when you ask regular people, how's the economy doing? You're not, they're not answering the question. Like, they don't know what GDP growth was this quarter, or they don't know what the stock prices are doing, and they don't know if the Fed is going to raise interest rates or not, or, you know, what we're seeing in the unemployment market or workforce participation. They're not looking at that. When you ask a regular person how they think the, the economy's doing and how the president's doing with the economy, they're thinking, how's my bank account doing? And am I able to pay my bills and buy food for my family and do the normal things that I do and feel comfortable and not be worried about money? Right. Right. And that's an issue because even though you have slowed down inflation, clearly, um, the wages still have not risen to a degree to make up for all those months of super high inflation, particularly on groceries and stuff. So until the real wages actually catch up to all that inflation, people are still going to feel it because the prices still go up over time. The prices do not go down again. Like when inflation happens, inflation just happens, right? So until the amounts of money that people are making go up, then, you know, you're going to have this issue because it affects people's budgets, and especially as we've talked about with energy prices going up, and we're heading into the winter where energy prices are going to go up even more because they always do because of demand in the winter. Um, you, you're going to have this problem because people, there's always these kind of judgy articles about how many people live paycheck to paycheck. Well, a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck, and at the end of the day, they get the bills that they have to pay. They have to buy groceries. They have to, they get the electric bill, they get the gas bill, or they have to fill their oil tank or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they only have the money that they have in their bank account. So you can tell them all day about CPI and, (laughs) 
and about how there was the biggest social security cola ever and how this which is not that, a good thing by the way that's yeah, a sign no. of bad times yeah you can tell them all this stuff about you know how you've recovered this that or the other thing or inflation has gone down or whatever but like you know if, people aren't going to feel that until their wages allow them to buy the same amount of stuff that they were able to buy a couple of years ago with it, without hurting you know no and there's a morale aspect to this too and i witnessed it today hold on these are my cleansing wipes there's a morale aspect are you okay over there i love it <laughs> okay so my cleansing wipes that's the only thing about the baby i'm looking forward to is having more wipes around yeah more wipes around i mean I, I, there's other baby stuff too it makes you happy so so this um so so you know what are you and i often say like what's the what's the um product that we say you ha- need the original you can't have a knockoff um i don't know i buy like all knockoffs so i'm not sure no well so we use q-tips oh, okay yeah that's like, true there's the yeah. only the only thing as good as a q-tip is a q-tip the bargain brand that that's flex it's flimsy is no good no good at all mm-hmm. but the bargain brand the q-tips are two bucks more than everything else so today i did it i felt terrible i felt like i almost like i was turning tricks in the street at a you know at a gay bar um why couldn't they just turn <laughs> tricks at a straight bar <laughs> huh. um it's <laughs> huh. kind of too bad well, I, I don't know why that went like, right too. I was buying Q-tips and I felt like I was turning tricks at a gay bar. Just, I don't can, know. Can, that. I, can it be a bar with attractive women? Huh. I mean, it is true that I men... hope I do go right to trying to turn tricks with. Okay, that's my that's between me and my psychologist. I think. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. But the point is, I felt bad about it. But it's a difference. And there's the, having to buy all this knockoff stuff, having to buy, like, I got two tiny steaks from the rotten steak section, and they're crappy cuts. But I'm going to jazz them up, and they'll taste steakish. But you know what? It saps your freaking morale right. when all the things suck. When, like, last year we were buying uh, the sushi grade fatty tuna, or two years ago, whatever. And like that now, that's just not reasonable to do that anymore. And that's much more expensive, obviously. The stuff everywhere, the the trashy stuff from the tins that I used to like, like little uh, oysters and um, mm-hmm. mussels and things, all those kind of things. All those things are now big dollar, bigger dollar items. So it's like it's uh, I'm out in like even looking stuff that's pasta. It was cheap, but it's mm-hmm. cheaper in the broken section. And for the first time. Today, and we talk about the broken section on the All You Can Eat podcast. There'll be another one out soon. Um, and, it, you know, it's that area where all the clearance stuff in the grocery store, the cans are dented and crap is just, has just been has fallen right. off the pallet jack or whatever. But, like, I was eyeing the pasta from the broken section. It's like, wait, I'm not only getting pasta, but I'm looking at broken pasta. <laughs> I didn't get it because we already have some, but I thought, you know, whatever. It's I spent too much time in the grocery store. But, but, but anyway... It does. It it stinks. Like there, are, we're up here where we live in Massachusetts. It's near Newburyport, Massachusetts. We're really in farm country, so kind of in farm country. If the ocean's five miles away, but like one of the things there is around here is a lot of driving ranges. There's a lot of mini golf. Like this mm-hmm. is what you get for not having like any city center. There's a lot of driving ranges, which is a good thing. There's a lot of mini golf, and there's a lot of ice cream stands because these farms usually have ice cream. Yeah. 
the ice cream stand that's next to us, one town away, in a place called Bradford. Mm-hmm. Long story behind it. You can Google it. I think it's called Carter's Ice Cream and a small... I don't think it's right, but that's okay. Yeah, I think it is Carter's. Maybe. I think I it is. Know. But okay, it doesn't matter. Um, but a small bowl of ice cream is eight bucks. And yeah. so last week, I just got one for Alice and for the four other kids protested with one raised hell because... But I said, you can just have some of your mother's because I'm not going to buy $50 worth of ice cream. Right. It's like... And it sucks. And that, that, that's one of those things that, like, people were made sad because of $8 ice cream, you know? <laughs> and, like, th- you got to make these, and I'm, you, you got to make these sacrifices right now. And, like, we're getting by. Like, we're, we're okay, you know? Right. There are people who, it's not just the it's type of Q-tip. It's a lot tougher choices. Yeah, these, there are people who, ha- like, have to skip meals or, like, can't afford any of the good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like... Parents who have to pack lunches, you know, the suck lunches are cheap. But parents, they want what they're going to be happy leaving. You know, it's going to be, it's, um, you know, it's going to be Christmas now in a couple of months. Oh, yeah. There are parents who have who know they're going to disappoint their kids for Christmas and have to live with that. It sucks. Mm-hmm. So this is real morale stuff here, the economy and, and how people feel things. And so it, like, really hits a lot of people. And you've got these, like, um, you know, these rhino Republicans or whatever, anti-Trump Republicans mm-hmm. and many on the left who like who like David Brooks who who, who tweeted out the, his $70 airport meal last week and it's a like cheeseburger and a, bar, a glass of bourbon and something else. He's like, can I believe $78 for this at Newark Airport? This seems expensive. It's like, yeah, no, sh- dude. Yeah. Yeah, and but- it turns out that was David Brooks from the New York Times and uh, it turns out that that's uh he had ordered a bunch of booze. He was on like his third cocktail or something, and that's why it was seventy bucks. Yeah, well, well, you know, regardless, there's a lot of the country and people doing very well. I uh, just seem to be totally won't. They assume because Jim Acosta is not shouting at Donald Trump that there's serenity and competence and things happening at the White House. They want to assume that there's not. Mm-hmm. This is serious, and this is hitting people. So this this poll, which the Washington Post, I was talking to Michael Graham today about this, is distancing itself from. Right. From it is. It ain't good news. Right. And to me, it means, like, what do you think? What is happening? Or to what degree is this simply Biden sucks at this? Or is it possible? Is it possible there's something else happening as well? Okay. Like no, Graham felt that Can essentially. Can I make an interjection okay, go, go for ahead. a moment, which okay. is in the chat? Trish wants to know, and I think we'll address this on the All You Can Eat pod, but mm-hmm. I just want you to make a mental note to save this for the All You Can Eat podcast because Trish wants to know where to find the manager specials on meat at Market Basket, the meat rotten section, essentially. Oh yeah, so, well it's in with the other meat, with the meat. Yeah. So, but we can have a conversation about that. Yeah, but if she just wants to know. Okay. Market basket, it's it's the meat is in with the other meat. Yeah, there's not just yeah. a meat rot. Would... There'll just be like one or two of the like ro- yeah. roast chuck roasts that are in there that are marked a different price. Yeah, look or whatever. for the ones yeah. that are gray uh, to start with, and the ones that like <laughs> yeah, the ones that are off putting. That's where I start. Um, the more yeah. red stickers, the better. <laughs> but uh, but um, yeah, like so, is there something else happening out there? In other words, if are people and Michael Graham says no, it's just simply the economy and people. 
Trump hasn't done anything to make himself more likable. But the fact that he's, at least in this poll or another poll, even tied with Biden, means that you're dealing with a 10% somewhere here that is going back or thinking of going back to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now, that was other, another interesting tidbit from that poll that I mentioned to you is like, yes, yeah, so part of this poll is the Biden economic ratings and the Biden border ratings, which we can also get to. His approval ratings on the border are abysmal now. Um, but... You know, a lot of people, Trump's approval is also as high as at any point during his presidency and his disapproval is down like, what, 15, 20 points, something right. crazy from what it was when he left office, which means that people have stopped caring so much about January 6th and are now looking at like, wait a second, my bank account was a lot healthier and I could buy stuff yes, a lot yes. more easily during, you know, from 2016. 16 to 2019 than I can now and that's an issue and you know that matters to me more than like what some idiots did in the Capitol on January 6th right so my question is is it just that or are people looking around have people essentially has the threshold increased now so much for the tempering of the violence of January 5th in somebody's mind because of all the other violence everywhere else. I'm not talking about Antifa. I'm talking about in the subways. Crime. Yeah. All over the place. All these people getting carjacked and, and, and uh, robbing their houses, rapes, murders, all this stuff. And also just the fact that there are zombies everywhere. Right. Drugged out humans everywhere that are mm-hmm. walking dead. And... It has. I haven't really been in Boston in quite a while, but I've heard from people that a lot of it is just different. It's just different now. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was one of the things that was over the weekend that was kind of viral was this person asking what to do because they had they were missing a bunch of their stuff and they traced their Apple AirTags to a homeless encampment. Mm. And, um, and they were tweeting asking what to do because they were like, the police won't help us. We've got our you know we've traced our apple air tags to this homeless in Hammond and, and we don't know what to do now there's all these people and we can't like get our stuff back like how do we proceed and then people went through their old tweets and they had been tweeting i can't believe people think homelessness is a problem that should be dealt with by the police how ridiculous oh that's that great you know you get what you vote for at some point like yeah homelessness is a problem that at some level needs to be dealt with by the police because it's um yeah it's a disaster and it's every city it's not just california it's not just you know these big cities boston trish in the chat is saying she's in boston every day and it's gross where are you trish in boston let me know i would like to know because like even when i was working there five years ago Coming out of North Station was uh, just the, the dead were all looked like oh, battlefield I, casualties all know, over the 12 years Station. ago. I would get off at um, like Haymarket and mm-hmm. walk to Faneuil Hall, and that was like you know, you had to talk to all sorts of people who <laughs> were oh, that's annoying. a that's a dodgy area too. Yeah, that was always totally sketchy and weird there, but yeah, I, I mean, it's. It's a mess, but it's like worse than it's ever been. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, 
relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And the, just the lack of, um, of contrition or responsibility or no. whatever, however you want to put it for any crimes is so outrageous like we didn't even really talk much about that story of those teenagers that ran over that former police right. officer on the bike but you know that one of them getting arrested and saying like oh i'll be out in a couple days no big deal and like the way they laugh in the video about doing it as they kill a human being like it's just it's so astonishing when you say like zombies it's truly like there are a bunch of people out there that are just broken and unable to participate in society, like broken in mm-hmm. some fundamental way where like, I don't know if it's fixable or what. I, I don't know what you do with that. But clearly you cannot have a functioning society if you have a lot of people like that wandering around. Well, yeah. You and certainly that brings can't us to have the other... like a Second Amendment or... You know, no, well, but a lot of people like that, and then all these freedoms and responsibilities. These... When you have a bunch of completely, <clears throat> right. and you know, you don't. Want, I know you like to use the word psychos a lot, but like these are people who really are like sociopathic. These are people who, like, who should be institutionalized. Who don't, absolutely. Who don't like acknowledge other people around them as human beings, and clearly like can't. You cannot have a functioning society if you have over some threshold of that number of people just wandering around loose. You can't. And, you know, I don't know. And that's just the psychotic ones. We're not talking about, which brings us to the Atlantic article, kids growing up in the hood with one parent. Well, right. Or even this girl was viral on Twitter talking about how she's bought her whole lifestyle and bought her mom a house and all this stuff by boosting. You know what boosting is? I don't think so. Stealing. Oh really? Yeah. So, but these like organized this organized crime way of stealing, where you just steal right. a bunch of Tide that's easily resellable and whatever, or the baby formula or whatever, and you know a whole bunch of nice liberals were shocked that somebody would talk about doing that like it's a career choice, but they've set this up this situation. You know, they want to believe that it's only like desperate people you know, who want to feed their babies that are stealing baby formula. But that's like not who it is. We've created now with the choices that we've made as a society, we've created like a whole world of criminality that we now have to live with. So, I mean, yeah, I I don't know what you do, but people are seeing this stuff. And it's like, why do I bother going to work every day and struggling to buy groceries and struggling to pay my bills and doing all this stuff when there's people bragging about making a career out of shoplifting, you know, on Twitter openly? And it's not like this chick is going to be investigated or something. 
You know, she can just go on right. Twitter and brag about her whole career being just shoplifting stuff. And like, there's people in the comments well, being a- like, how do you get started doing that? What do you mean? How do you do it? And she's like, oh, it's no big deal. You just take the stuff and walk out. Nobody stops you. It's great. Yeah. Well, and that goes to as well, the one of the reasons for the polling, because you look at all this stuff, people people have said, Americans have said, Democrats and Republicans, that they thought the Hunter Biden stuff was done badly. In other words, mm-hmm. in a corrupt fashion. And of course, they're right. But you look at that, and then you say, wait a second, he gets to be on drugs and have a gun and be a punk and thug, and they take care of him. Meanwhile, it's happening all over my neighborhood, and there's nobody rounding these people up whatsoever. Right. And mix that with, the, of course, the Trump prosecutions, the 86 different prosecutions right now. And I know that's already probably Republicans, but still, I think middle of the road people, you said one of the things that, that's on this is, certainly if you're somebody who was t- tuned in to the uh, mass incarceration stuff, I think there is something to the fact that black voters, especially in inner cities, especially who have been affected by uh, the judicial system, by the criminal justice system, mm-hmm. are looking at Trump and saying, wow, that dude's, they're putting the screws to him for, I don't know what, but he's not taking it. Well, and it's interesting. I read an interesting thread about this a while back about how um, one of the points that people on the left like to make all the time is that white collar crime isn't prosecuted nearly as much as, you know, like low level criminality. Yeah. Right. But, um, you know, I read something somebody said, and it's something I've turned over my mo- in my mind a lot since reading it, which is that, of course, we punish like this sort of. Of course, we punish whatever you call this other type of crime more than we punish white collar crime, because obviously it's worse. Obviously, burglaries and rapes and murders and like beating people up are worse than, you know, like committing financial fraud. And like the only thing you have to ask yourself is which would I rather happen to me? Would you rather somebody do an identity theft on you right. or would you rather somebody freaking beats you up and steals from you in an alleyway or would right. you rather somebody like <laughs> rapes you or would you rather they commit um whatever what do people call it when companies do time theft against you or whatever by mm. taking your break time like clearly clearly low-level violent crime and burglary and stuff like that people don't like it as it has a much bigger much much bigger um quality of life impact on people when when types of crime like that are running out of control right and when people see there's a double standard they say uh no so here's yeah um here's um, james clyburn with Mm -hmm. um with on meet the press with mar no who's that meet the press Kristen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, talking about Hunter's crime. Yet President Biden, according to one witness testimony, was on the phone 20 times with Hunter Biden's business associates. It was described as pleasantries, but is that appropriate? Well, his associates said they were pleasantries, but I think it's appropriate to be a father to your son. And <laughs> if your son uh, is having a problem, and we all know the history of the problem uh, that Hunter has, with addiction, and he is being a father to his son. You don't impeach a man for being a father to his children. All right. You get worth a try, I guess. You don't have the official charge as being a father to his son. That's the impeachment charge McCarthy came up with. That's what they're going to do. All right, James Clyburn. That may 
works some places, but I don't think it really works a lot. He's being a father to his son. He's getting paid bribe money. So that's well, the right. issue. And but that also tells me that James Clyburn is not able to explain away this stuff, and they know that this guy is going down. Well, right. And fundamentally, I mean, like people don't care, I think, that much about the fact that Hunter Biden is corrupt in and of itself, like on its own. You know, I think people in general tend to think like, well, all the politicians are corrupt in one way or another. You know, clearly they're making $175,000 a year. They're not, um, they shouldn't all be millionaires. It doesn't make any sense, right? Like, so they're all on the take in some way or another, whether that's like legal ways, like speaking engagements or, you know, and, and stock tips and everything else. I mean, like they shouldn't be able to trade individual stocks. I think everybody agrees with that stuff now. So I think everybody knows that everybody in Washington, D.C. is corrupt to some level or another. And like they we've just all decided we don't really care that much about that. We're just not going to look too closely. Mm-hmm. But the idea that they've charged Trump with 91 felony counts for relatively normal stuff, like people also don't care if he paid Stormy Daniels and right. that other woman to keep their stories out of the media during the presidential campaign. People don't care about that. And the fact that they're going after him that hard over stuff like that or going after him that hard about like whether or not he told people to do stuff at Mar-a-Lago about the classified documents or whatever when Biden had classified documents too. Like, so oh, the people, Everybody is- positioned this, by the way, and said, oh, they said, um, remember what Bob Menendez did? It's nowhere near what Trump did. Right. Right. So they're already doing this. The Trump Menendez, by the way, who I am endorsing now, who is my favorite <laughs> senator. When you have jackets stuffed with wads of cash and gold bars hidden in your house and yes. stuff. I mean, oh, yeah, he is wild my guy. Times. I am all in on this guy. I'm we're contributing to his campaign. <laughs> if he runs so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, but like I say, like people care much more about the fact that you know, they can't walk through their own neighborhood without being accosted mm-hmm. by crazy addicts. And, and then they're gaslit. Trish said, by the way, she works uh, downtown, like, so, like, South Station. Oh, okay, yeah, well, yeah. Kind of area, so, yeah, it's, um, it, but people care about stuff like that, like, that you, that the cities are virtually unlivable, that, you know, stores are pulling out of them, and, and in particular, you know, m- trying to, do all this criminal justice reform stuff was pitched as like being great for minority communities well who is it hurting in the (laughs) which communities does it hurt when all these stores pull out of places who in the communities does it hurt when police refuse to go after any criminals here it's like the people who have to live in those communities with a bunch of addicts and crazy people and stuff that's who it's that's who it's hurting you know it's no wonder that um that Biden's approval rating is down among black voters and stuff. Right. The activist class is nuts, which is why this lady who, Melissa Kearney, who wrote this book about the single families mm-hmm. being a problem, is now in trouble. The left right. Of- so she wrote a book about the relatively innocuous uh, statistical argument that it's, I think it's called Two Parent Privilege. Um, and this is about uh, essentially all the things that it seems that benefit your kids when they live with two married parents versus all the other stuff they experience when they don't live with two married parents. And, um, and this has a lot of people extremely upset 
uh, about even though she's not really making any prescription like we should make divorce illegal although that's been like the takeaway for a lot of people um i you know i tend to think divorce should be like a lot harder than it is but it I, she's not really making any particular policy prescriptions but it has people really upset like so what are you saying you're gonna force people to stay married it's terrible blah 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 Nobody, she never went out and said, like, no, I'm not, a, she never went out and said, like, I'm advocating that you shouldn't be allowed to get divorced from, like, an abusive person or an alcoholic or something, right? Like, she, that's not the argument that she's making. And obviously, I think most people think that single parents, like, do need a lot of support. But the question is how to do that without financially penalizing marriage because there are certainly policies that are designed to support single parents that do penalize people financially for getting married in terms of benefits that they can get, that they right. can get access to. So that's an important um, thing that that needs to be talked about. But I think that you cannot begin to have a conversation about these social breakdown issues until you have a conversation about, about the fact that, you know, the decline in marriage is a huge, huge contributing factor to this because, you know, and for whatever reason, for whatever reason, because a lot of people bring up the point while like, the families where the parents get divorced were probably different from those other families in some measurable way in beforehand, even if you're not sure what it is, you know, um, that, that that's prob there are probably factors there that are contributing to that. Right. So, you know, th it may be the case that in a lot of those situations, it wouldn't have been good for those people to stay together, but, and you know, that they were, not happy marriages or whatever, but it, I think that there is also, we need to acknowledge that not all divorces actually are necessary. And there's also, interestingly, you know, we've talked about like with the trans stuff, the network effects and the social contagion effects. There's a really big social contagion effect with divorce. I don't know if you know this, <laughs> but I was looking into divorce numbers and um, knowing someone who is divorced increases your chances of divorce quite a bit actually um which is interesting and certainly i mean part of that might be the communities that you live in too people who live in like communities where divorce is not considered as acceptable get divorced way less clearly but um you know and and i've read a lot of commentary on this but it, you know another thing that people credit it to is the sort of atomization of of our culture. So, you know, people view marriage as something like two people decide to get into. Like, you know, I'm an individual, you're an individual, we decide to get married, and this marriage is based on our decision to be together, just us two individuals. And in cultures where marriage is viewed as a community thing, where it's something where you have really big weddings that a whole community participates in mm. and is invested in, and that's part of why big weddings are a cultural standard. Like when we were down in South Carolina over Thanksgiving, there was some sort of like South Asian wedding happening. Yes, yes. And it was like all with the, amazing. like all the bright colors and the saris and the music and the dance. And it was like Somebody so much Instagram, stuff happening. Way, if you want to go back. And like, you know, when you have that kind of social investment of an entire community into a marriage, then not only do people sort of have the, 
social network to lean on that helps relieve some of the stress of a lot of the things that happen in marriage where you're not like on your own and individuals but you also have like an expectation like all these people are invested in you making this work right totally so and we don't as americans like we don't really have that culturally marriage is really viewed as like something that two people decide to do and have the right to start or end on their own right like i we don't think have that's a totally cultural I, you know, belief uh, that like it, marriage i think the notable exception the would be like this morning at your or our church right which is a totally different thing that is the ultimate example of part of the community welcome to the community um people are happy that you're pregnant People are all thrilled because oh, yeah. it's in these are community community people who care about each other, who talk to each other. You know, everybody's human, um, and it's like it's not it's not um, you know picnics in the front yard kind of symbolic stuff. A lot of these people know how to survive when stuff gets tough because oh, in, yeah. you know in Europe, uh, you know historically, you need tight strong tight-knit strong communities mm-hmm. so but i think it's one of those things like a chesterton's fence thing are you aware of that i am aware of chesterton's fence yes <laughs> you've heard of this yes, but... that i like very much you don't take um, it down until you realize why it's there right and i think that it's something that we've sort of walked away from this like community investment in mm-hmm. in marriages and family life and it's like we've taken that down now in our culture and now you can kind of go, oh, that's why that was there. Because if you have all these kids being born out of wedlock and you have all these kids being raised, in particular, all these kids being raised without dads in their lives, then mm-hmm. you end up with a lot of like very, very difficult to solve after the fact problems, right? Well, and it, it's like, it, maybe, uh, maybe even though this wasn't written in the marriage guidebook, Maybe there was a reason why societies turned out the, this way about marriage. Agreed. And I think there's a certain vacuousness and um, um, a, a um, superficial um, vanity that mm-hmm. we as Americans indulge in that precludes us from any of this lame stuff, uh, community stuff stuff church stuff mm-hmm. like if you talked to good-looking tom shattuck in 1995 and you told me that i'd be looking forward to go to, to a church basement to sit at a round table with some other people i would have said no freaking way not even 20 years ago so there's no way i mean there's nothing cool about that it's only now with a marriage and a family and this that i realize that that is freaking crucial right but i think that we are culturally especially in the elite cities uh, blue cities we're taught that it's gauche. Oh, right. look at them with their Jesus and their in their you know in the buffet line and mm-hmm. saying hello to each other and like oh. Good. Well, and part of the problem is divorce, but part of the problem is also just this idea that you don't even have to get married, right? Like, so there there's been a lot of debate about divorce on Twitter this week and everything, but. Um, but start off with the fact that, you know, young people don't even feel the need to get married at all. Like, how often have you heard people say something like, oh, it's just a piece of paper from the government who needs <laughs> to be married or yeah. whatever. And it's funny because, like, one of the biggest risk factors, and people get mad at me when I say this, but this is backed up very, very strongly by statistically, is that um, 
living together before you are married increases your chances of divorce. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. And part of it might be being in religious communities where that's not the standard. But part of it might also be like the just the expectation. You know, a lot of people feel that, you know, you need to try somebody out and see if it works before you decide. Try to somebody get, out. You know what I mean? Like we need to see if we can live together and how it goes before we get married. But but then maybe that attitude towards marriage is part of the problem. Yeah, right? it's that, totally non-committal. It's, it's that a, it trivializes the thing yes. down to a piece of paper that we've decided. Now we're going to file taxes together because now we're really committed. You know, like, but that's right. not actually what it's about. That there's a really big thing that, like, no, this is a relationship where the whole community is invested in us deciding to stay together. Now mm -hmm. we're all in, and that that's something. You know, I don't know how you recreate social expectations out of nothing, but. You know, I, I think it's an important conversation to be having. So it's interesting that people were trying to shut this down. On the flip side of the divorce debate, my like least favorite conservative influencer, uh, Pearl Davis, mm -hmm. has been out there. The you know the one who's the she's like redheaded. She's like a twenty eight year old YouTuber who. I know you mention like, her. She's like she calls herself like the female Andrew Tate. Oh. She's like all based. She doesn't think women should vote. Like she and she lectures over all the married, she, like Matt Walsh and oh, people yes, about. Yes, yes. So, um, so she was citing divorce statistics and saying men shouldn't get married because it's such a bad deal for them because of divorce because women get to walk away with everything and what man would take on that risk you shouldn't take on that risk and so she's out there encouraging people not to get married at all in the first place. This whole the whole Andrew Tate like badass tough kind of mm -hmm. thing is like uh, it's such a growing pain thing. It's like yeah, whatever. It's, it's okay to to fall in love with a girl in in not to be cruel for five seconds. It's okay. <laughs> I know. So so anyway, but yeah. So that was like the big debate on like the right wing influence right. sphere where people, all the Daily Wire guys like Michael Knowles and Ben Shapiro and uh, Matt Walsh were all saying like no. You should that still said, get, I, you the, should still get married. That brings me to actually mm -hmm. we're gonna have to save it for the Patreon, but oh what Bridget Fetessy was talking about went with body mm -hmm. counts. Yeah. Matt Walsh recently had a had a segment uh, a show where he talked about body counts and how it, it's especially bad for women to have high body counts and why it's important for guys. It's less so for guys, which I do agree uh, upon. But British Bridget Fetessy is like, F you guys, you're never gonna get people to, to and I do think that though I agree I do think, and women don't agree. They're just like, oh, what's what they didn't mean? Like women are so cavalier. Women don't know what that means to men. But we we'll, we can say that for the Patreon. But um, but there's something to be said for that for telling a woman that your value goes down the more times you have sex is it's a tough way to retract somebody through just sh mm -hmm. simply like shaming somebody. But we'll talk about that uh, in a bit. Else, what is a hot sauce? The hot sauce is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. They bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Who are you talking to over? I'm talking in the chat about whether women should be able to vote or not. No, obviously not. They can't, right? <laughs> no, it's fine. Good. All is good. All right. Else, I'm contemplating whether or not going to Saco. That's next week, right? I think it's next mm -hmm. week. I thought we were going to do a pay-per-view party together. Or we'll do the pay-per-view. We can't do a party. We have to... Do we morally, as a married couple, have to buy the Kirk Minahan pay-per-view twice to watch the Sacco show live? I think he'd want us to. I think you probably would, too. I gotta say, you know, I've been listening to that podcast for 
five years or four years, however long it's been out. And it's given me a lot of joy. And I haven't paid a dime to have it. I guess I bought a t-shirt at one point. So, and I look at that criteria. Commentary Magazine has given mm-hmm. me a lot of joy and a lot of whatever. We subscribe to them. National Review. Wall Street Journal. I mean, these some of these people actually, you know, we are subscribed to some people. Here we go. BB. Paul in the car. Vomit. Okay. Hey, guys. Paul in the car. Hey, Paul. Um, I'm 36 minutes in uh, on this Some Would Say episode, and I've already had to change my shirt twice because I've thrown up all for myself just listening to this trans absolute garbage. It drives me insane that this is a thing that we continue to talk about. Um, I know. It's Looney Tunes. It, it makes this country look weaker as a whole. I mean, we're, we're weak as it is, but this makes us look even weaker. Um, and these people are just fat bleep crazy. They are. And they're, we just need to, you know what Morgan Freeman said about racism to, I forget who it was, uh, on 60 Minutes, just stop talking about it. Yeah. That's what we need to mm-hmm. do. Stop talking about it. Stop giving these people a platform. Um, and they'll go away. Will they? You know, I mean, it's just like in the kitchen. We never shut the lights off. The cockroaches won't come out. So <laughs> let's just leave the lights on and we don't have to worry about talking about trans anymore. Bad analogy, but you get my point. I get it, Paul. Thanks, that, that reminds me, actually, of this story that we had today. This is going to make you throw up again, Paul. Starting at the age of two, she was already telling us, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. You'd be like, oh, you're such a cute little boy. Nope. I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. She was struggling a lot with tantrums. They thought it was sensory processing disorder. And then when she was four and a half, she went to the gender clinic at Lurie Children's Hospital in Chicago. And, you know, the doctor sat down and said, are you a girl? And she said, yep. And he's like, okay, from now on, you're a girl. So I I have to make an observation, Alice. Mm -hmm. How come it seems like most of the people with trans kids that I see are either far left radical progressives from progressive cities and towns Mm -hmm. or total freaks? Um... Do you actually need me to answer that question? Or no, do don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, we know. That's better that you don't. Um, well, anonymous, which means it could be anybody else. Anybody anybody harassing us or using subterfuge. Subterfuge. It's a great word, though. Hey, guys. Obviously, I'm hey, one of your biggest hey, fans out there. I applaud everything you guys do, and I Thank can't you. wait for a burn barrel or an all-you-can-eat podcast to come in on apple pods but i gotta tell you when it comes to the transgender and the leah thomas stuff i can't hit the 30 second forward button here we go it's two in a row it is just so boring and so nauseating and i know it's something you guys have to talk about but i feel like Jerry Callahan does enough of that for me, and I just don't want to get down that road with you guys where I'm hitting the 30-second button. You, Tom, you have to understand, it would be like me talking about black licorice for 20 minutes. Oh, man. You'd click off. Both are Thank threats. you. Both are threats. So, uh, it's, it's something I do feel passionate about, and I do, I think it's a serious thing that is encroaching, and it's just not going to Stop there. And it's everywhere. It's a real thing that's out there. And it's also a good sign that you've got people mainstreaming this freakish behavior and and this the this activity that is just extreme, especially involving kids. Yeah. No, I don't remember. Oh, 
What was it? What did we do last week? Was it a heavy trans thing? We did break down that interview, the Trevor Noah interview. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So I hear you, Stephen. I appreciate it. I understand if the, the need to uh, hit the 30 button sometimes, but, you know, some of the stuff um, just grabs us. Dr. Cheswick, choosing sides. Listen, Tom. Yes. Don't even kid about you two breaking up. I would no, no. hate to have to choose sides. I would absolutely well, you'd be hate my side. to pick one of you two to follow. You know you would lose. It would- By the way, the first of all, it was simply a hypothetical that I was that I had thought of as an interesting concept. Almost as if you were uh, hanging around and saying, like with couple friends and saying, what imagine we ever broke up? Like, would you guys still be friends? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was. There was not. There was not a leading indicator of something amiss whatsoever. Um, but but also it included that we'd still be doing the show. But we're not getting divorced. But but I just thought it would be interesting that we would because actually because it, it's a page- passion we enjoy we share. Yeah, and actually I think we like doing. It's that. one of the things probably that keeps us together. <laughs> no. Definitely be Alice. What? It would soon be no. Alice. <laughs> She's a drip. No, Shaddix. Burn Barrel Podcast brought to you by wow. the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Imagine Don't that. do it, man. You Don't never... make me make that choice. No, she's not going anywhere. No, uh, obviously not. You never put any Burn Barrel time in, did you? Did you ever use it once? Listen, Tom. Using the actual, the literal Burn Barrel? Yeah, the little Burn Barrel. No, I mean, I brought stuff to you to put in it. Yeah. But... Anonymous. Hey, guys, I know hey. Kirk is doing his top 50 list. Yes. And I was wondering if we could do a burn barrel top 20. Ooh. And I think Tom and Alice, you'd be one and two, obviously. But I'd like to see who would be the rest of the list. I mean, mm. there's a lot of good candidates. Tim from Very Canton. Yep. Cheswick. Me. Yep. Steve from Merrimack. Justin hasn't Paul been here really recently, but Danny he's Bilricka. been Yep, Danny and There's so many guys that we could, and girls that we could put on this list. Mm-hmm. I think it might be worth doing a burn barrel top 20. That's right. Hey, you know what? We need Alicia back in here, too. And what was her name from um, uh, from Winchester? Is it Kate? Carrie. Carrie from Winchester. That's right. Carrie, we need you back in here, too. And we've got a friend in Newburyport. We need more female voices on this burn barrel, as long as they agree with me. But mostly we need more female voices. Well, yeah, you're a female voice. But then again, you're not in the chat chat. Usually you're not in the chat chat. Sometimes you are. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Want to start from the beginning? Um, sure. So, the, obviously, thank you all for listening. Or you can oh. play the music, too. But I was just getting ready in advance. I figured you would play it. But, um, yeah, if you're on Patreon, stay there because we have more to talk about. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you want to join for Patreon, which is extra content and live streams and stuff like that, that's at patreon.com slash burn barrel. Obviously, the show is free. Uh, burnbarrelpodcast.com has links to all the different spots to listen you can find the videos on youtube on rumble etc thanks so much everybody and let's have a great week planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.